You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Welcome to Screener Squad Anonymous. Uh, my name is Nick. I watch screeners a lot. I'm slightly ashamed of it. Uh, you know, uh, hi, Nick. You've never been to an AA oh, sorry, meeting, sorry. have you, I guess not. I'm sorry. Hi, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> and that's Patience over there, who is also, uh, I'm not sure if you're addicted to screeners, but... Uh, uh, at this point, not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I um, sort of am being for- forcing myself to go to Screener Squad Anonymous because um, I pick terrible movies. That is my problem. So, well, I apologize. Uh, this movie has an interesting premise, to be sure. Uh, the movie we're talking about being Killers Anonymous, and what Killers Anonymous is about is a group. Uh, of people, it's basically like what it sounds like: is a group of people that <laughs> uh, are killing each, uh, killing people, and they they're all different varieties, you know, of it. There's like one euthanasia guy. There's like a street tough. There's like a professional assassin. Uh, you know, what looks like a, you know kind of a, a mob hit man, something like that. And they're all like just talking in a circle, trying to work out their issues on why they have this need to kill and why. I, I think they're trying to like just get a handle on it so that they can be more professional at their actual jobs killing people and not killing random people. I wasn't a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah, um, I agree one hundred. Uh, like I felt like I wasn't a hundred percent sure about anything in this movie. Um, it's it's didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and it's well, here's the thing: the first half of this movie has an interesting premise it doesn't really action on. When yep. you hear Killers Anonymous and you hear, oh, it stars Gary Oldman, you're like, holy shit, Gary Oldman as the head of this AA meeting? And then it's like, oh, not quite. It's one of those situations, it's, they Bruce Willis'd him, in which, I mean, they paid him for a day of shooting, and most of it was in a lawn chair drinking wine and making... And, and speaking in very limited sentences to another woman that we never see, that we never really feel is important on the phone. Yeah, I, I and, and literally, like, I mean, other than, I guess, him being her Killer Anonymous sponsor, I feel like that was what was going on, even though they don't really come out and say They paid it. Gary Oldman, they paid Gary Oldman to watch the movie we're watching and commentate on it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's all he's doing is is watching through these binoculars. And it's like, it, it, hey, Gary, you gonna do something? And, and honestly, and then they also say, oh, Jessica Alba is also in this movie. So you're like Gary Oldman and Jessica Alba. This sounds amazing, but Jessica Alba dies in like the first ten minutes of the movie, and you're just like, oh, they paid her to have like two well, scenes, spoilers, basically. Patience. Uh, well, it was the first 10 minutes well, of the movie. I think uh, it's okay. I, during, her, during her fight scene, because uh, she's in a, involved in a hit that goes, goes wrong, that's kind of what instigates the events uh, of the uh, later half of this movie. Uh, and 
I have in my notes here, as soon as, like, her fight starts with some girl she's hitting on in the strip club, which also might have had a hologram stripper. Yeah, Did you see it was, a hologram stripper there was in the a, background? There, there was a hologram stripper. I was so confused. What I was like, is this a... It was so out of context and literally has well, nothing. Well, is this movie? I don't think this movie's in the future because it like does, they, this movie does not take place in the future. Yeah, they don't really have any other advanced tech. No, nope. like it, they they might have like one gadget like uh, that uh, Jessica Alba uses to record something on, and I was like, which was so out of context wait, as well. But but why? <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I there, couldn't it, wrap my mind around it. She goes on like this little diatribe about like, uh, you know, uh, who I don't even remember what it, the di- I literally just watched this movie, um, <laughs> I, and it just it makes it has no it makes no sense. It there's no reason for it at all. I guess they were just trying to get every mm-hmm. dollar that they spent on her. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just I I don't know. It's like watching uh you know a 2012 drama but then seeing like in the background there's a star trek teleporter and it's like never common instead of on like just oh no those are just here there's there any other technology that's super advanced nope, nope. just the teleporters like what? i am confused uh but what i do have in my notes here my first notes are uh uh, what's it? The the credits come on, and the credits come on in the comic book f- uh, f- uh, style as the fight scene between Jessica Alba and the other uh, killer we'll see in the group later uh, proceeds. And as the fight is happening, they're taking quick shots of it and and animating it like a comic book. Yeah. And I went, oh no, what have we done? Yeah. Because movies that do that. Are always seem to be terrible because I I remember this from one Suicide Squad and two Triple uh, X Xander Cage. Oh God! Uh, returns <laughs> like that. <laughs> they don't exactly keep good company. Yeah. Um. I just another quick comment here. Apparently, everyone in this group knows Jade, who is Jessica Alba's character. And are familiar with her. Yeah. Yet, she didn't know that one of her own group members was the chick that she was hitting on. Yeah, I didn't really understand that because they all because she wasn't a new member. They all knew each other. Yeah. So obviously, they all went to the Killers Anonymous group unless they were dating out. They met in the Anonymous group and were dating there, and we just didn't realize it at first. But even I mean, Gary that, Oldman, that was never really implied. But even Gary Oldman... Well, of course, who is also Jessica Alba s- has a bandana. We have to establish that she's gay, uh, uh, Patience. Yeah. Like, it, is it weird that I clocked her as gay when I saw the bandana for some reason? I was like, <laughs> she's going to be gay in this movie. <laughs> They're going to be that stereotypically oh, on the nose about it. How's so, that? It's so bad. So then fast forward <laughs> to the Killers Anonymous group, and then there's this new member that nobody knows, and everyone is just sort of like, oh... Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. How did like? I mean, a couple like Tommy Flanagan, who I only could understand every other word he said because wow, he plays himself in this movie, and that Glasgow accent is so thick. And um, it was, it, I couldn't understand half the shit he was saying. <laughs> His lines yeah. are so 
Oh man, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Well, uh, this is from the, what's the director here? Uh, Martin Owen, who's directed films like Awake, Middle Ground, Taken, but it's a short film from 2011, so not the Taken you're familiar with. Uh, Something called L.A. Slasher and Let's Be Evil. That sounds familiar. I'm not sure from what. I I feel like Uh, I've seen that, but I can't remember it, so. mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, so... They go around the group and start to like introducing themselves, kind of introducing who they are, what type of killer they are. And this is where the premise kind of, it, well, it should be interesting and it kind of is uh, because they really, they go into why they're, uh, you know, each of them is kind of struggling, why each of them is like drawn towards death. Uh, I thought, I found that part kind of interesting, although it's, the director does this, like, just like the credits are super stylized of the Suicide Squad for no reason, all the uh, uh, confessions of everyone in the, uh, you know, all the sharing sessions of everyone in the group have some weird fucking stylish, stylish thing that distracts from the actual story it's telling. Like, the, uh, what's it, the, the euthanasia guy, uh, Clarence or whatever his name is, he it starts to tell a really compelling story about how he, uh, uh, you know, had a cr- car crash with his wife and saw his wife die. This first person he saw die, and he thought it was beautiful, and then decided to get into the euthanasia game so that he could see it more often. And I'm like, wow, this is a very interesting, intense story. Why is it shot like the uh, number of Roxanne from Moulin Rouge? Like, the... There's this red light pound like it, everything goes dark except for this red light above him pounding down on him, and I'm like, "What's the red light for? Shouldn't it be like shouldn't it be like hospital lighting if anything? Why does it look like a dark room of photo- of like photography or something? Uh, what does the red symbolize? Like it's stylistic, it's stylistic, but it's but it's pointless because no one but the director knows what the style is inter- is supposed to be interpreted as." Yeah, I mean, I feel like the director watched too many Quentin Tarantino films and then decided that he was going to sort of take, you know, certain elements that Quentin Tarantino does well. Like, you know, he does stylized movies, but in a good way most of the time. And he just decided, oh, I'm going to do this like whole back and forth you know, showing their past on top, you know, like, for example, though, what we were talking about with Gary Oldman talking to, like, I guess one of his, you know, sponsees, they have them like right next to each other, talking to each other, even though they're yeah. you know, across. You know that scene from Sorry to Bother You? Yeah. You know that scene to Sorry to Bother You where, um, uh, what's his name? The guy from Atlanta. Uh, and he's literally in the face of the Japanese guy on the toilet. And that is very apparent. It's very intentional because it is describing how this telemarketer is very in his face about selling him this product and how aggressive his style is and how like violating the privacy and how much they don't give a shit on a telemarketer level. This scene happens and Gary Oldman and them are just she's just sharing like some sort of weird same space for no reason. It happens once, then never again. And... Like I said, that woman is not really important to the story. Yeah. You could excise 
all those conversations with the with her, and you would lose nothing from the yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. spoiler: this movie actually isn't about the Killer Anonymous group. Like halfway through, there is a twist, and then another twenty minutes after that, there's another twist, mm-hmm. and then like another ten minutes before the end, there's another twist, and I'm like, fuck, god damn movie! This screams of a movie that the creators were not confident in their source material for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I, I mean, the director, I think, who is also the writer of the movie, I feel like they just decided, hey, let's do all of the things. And then he obviously yeah. was influenced by all of the directors that are actually good and just tried to replicate their writers or other movies in, in a way that just doesn't really come together in the end. In the end, you're like, I just... Not entirely sure what's well, going on. <laughs> this this might be just my opinion, but this is how I think of stylistic type movies where you do that style stuff. Most of those movies, like, they're either, like, dream logic like Moulin Rouge is or, like, say something like Baby Driver. There's a reason Baby Driver is a very simplistic heist movie because... We don't want the, an actually interesting story drawing away from the unbelievable soundtrack and music, and because that's what we're supposed to be paying attention to, not exactly the story that's actually going on. And this actually has an interesting premise, this Killers Anonymous group. I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. Focus on that. But they lose focus halfway through because they just had no idea what to do with this premise. Like, they realize it's a neat idea, but then almost lose interest in it halfway through and they try and make up for it with the visuals and the camera tricks and then twist upon twist upon uh motivations and allegiances switching between the group uh you know governmental conspiracy and all that shit and what really frustrates me though is that when the first twist is revealed it is like the end of a movie twist only it comes in halfway through the movie so you're like wait a goddamn second, we have a lot of movie left, and this changes everything about this movie to po- to the point where the previous half almost is n- does not matter anymore. And also, uh, I won't spoil as to... There is a reason that there's this Killer Nosmus group. There's a reason other than uh, to help these people. And the reason is in direct conflict with creating this group in the first place. Because... Helping these people getting over their killer instincts and getting control of it uh, and becoming better people and more fuller people goes against what the uh, what the group's actual intention is. It's crazy. Like, it, it's insane. It's like uh, if you were to, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if the House Gryffindor, like, and Harry Potter, like, Dumbledore's grooming, like, Harry Potter's army, all of a sudden, so, like, oh, yeah, and uh, now you're ready to do uh, high-end tax uh, reform. <laughs> what? You had us learning, like, defense spells. That is, not, like, that's not super helpful. Like, no, 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 it, trust me, you needed to know that for this. No, it seems like that those skills will not help me out <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. It is not. <laughs> and... Yeah. I don't mean to be such a negative Nancy on all these screener squad things, but like, man, I'm really frustrated with people that just have an idea for a movie and have no idea where to go with it. Like, hey, having an idea is great. 
maybe have an idea that fully fleshes out into an actual story and then maybe write your ending first. And if you have to twist three or four times to get there, it's yeah, not good. Exactly. And <laughs> like, then I, even M. Night Shyamalan li- limits himself to one or two twists. Yeah. Exactly. And even the very, the final, you know, the finale, I was like, wait, what? I was so, like, by yeah. the, I mean, by the fourth twist, you know, because I, I believe there are four. By the fourth twist, I was just like, um. Well, look, there's there's a whole setup involving a fake assassination, another fake, uh, another fake injury, and there's many points where the plan revealed later on what the whole purpose was. You just think to yourself, wait a minute, there's like 10 different times in this movie that this thing could have totally backfired at any time, considering they're in a room of what are essentially yeah. psychopaths that could erupt into violence at any point. Like, And they're hinging a lot on these people talking through a lot of problems when these people aren't exactly known for, you know controlling that sort of thing and talking so i thought it was such a weird thing to have such an elaborate ruse and then there's one uh test for them that just involves waiting for a waiting for a set period of time and i don't know what that test yeah what was the point of that were they just wait a minute what was it to test their patience or their trust in you but it can't be because you just proven yourself untrustworthy and it's not about patience because who would sit in this room after all this events happening for any period of time anyone would run out the door immediately so there's the i don't know what i don't know what the plan these the the Machiavellian uh, behind the scenes uh you know the the puppet string masters in this movie I, I, they explain what they want to accomplish, but go about it in the roundabout dumbest way I could po- I could possibly think yeah. to do it. Like, like there's there is at least there's 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 movies about ways of doing this <laughs> of what their the, what their actual plan is. In fact, there's one movie that has almost the same fucking ending as this one. It was about an office that had Hitman in it and it had Zach Galifianakis in it. I cannot remember it. It had Ving Rhames in it too. But it was about the new guy uh, in the office of assassins, and then suddenly they all all have to uh, they all get a kill order and have to fight each other in the office. It's like uh, what's it? Oh, it's like uh, what's the uh, you know Hunger Games meets the oh, office? Uh, you know the British office. That sounds like and a much better movie. It was not. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> because that's another one that has an interesting premise that goes with a stupid twist ending that does not make any sense. Like, and it almost has the same twist ending in it, which oh, was so geez. weird. Like, I was like, wait a minute, why are these both both these movies ending the same dumb fuck way? Like, uh, I, it's it's one thing to try and make an ending like, ooh, this will be something that's surprising, and it's like, yeah, it's not only really dumb. But it's dumb in a way that's been done before. Yeah. And I don't understand why. Just why? Like, why Why not fully flesh out an idea that... Because, look, the Killer Anonymous thing, that's interesting enough. A movie about that is interesting. Yeah. You don't need fucking camera tricks. You don't need twists upon twists upon twists. A movie about people, a group of people, bad people trying to become better people be, uh, and trying to get over their uh, their killer obsession and maybe they don't even 
stop killing people. Maybe they just want to kill people professionally, but want to stop killing people personally in their personal lives. That seems fascinating to me on which way you would draw your line of morality. Like, yeah. what's your job and what's, uh, you know, what affects you personally. And if you kill someone you know, like, that seems very interesting. It does not need fucking so many twists and, like, that you lose track of the actual plot. And then I, for- I remember, like, oh, yeah, I've forgotten every almost every character's deal at this point because there's been so many twists. I've forgotten who's which each character is because they aren't really distinctive enough to remember them very much. Yeah. And there's two and there's at least three generic looking white guys in there. And I was like, ah, yeah, I kind of remember what your thing is, but maybe that was the other kind of white guy with the scruffy beard or was that the other guy with the white scruffy beard but also in a beanie? Like it <laughs> I I I don't know. It was boring as shit. And then when it was not boring, it was dumb. But you know what? I actually liked it when it was being dumb because they weren't... They were like, oh, obviously you're not going to do anything with this. So I guess you might as well be go in a, a dumb direction and be entertaining. Which, I mean, I, I found myself like just trying to figure out why it was a fun mental exercise of like, why did this happen? Who... Who, what sane person would think this is a good idea to run a Killers Anonymous group for? I'll I'll just wrap up with my final thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go for it. Yeah, no, I I agree with you 100%. Everything you said is exactly what I was feeling the whole entire time I was watching the movie. I was just like, this is dumb. I am bored. And then I'm like, wait, what just happened? But I still, it was still wasn't interesting enough to really keep my attention. And, you know, Gary Oldman and Jessica Alba, I'm glad that they got their paychecks. Um, You know, Tommy Flanagan, I always love that guy, but I just, Mm -hmm. this wasn't a good role for him. Um, Although I I did like his ending. But um, yeah, I'm going to give it. Two blank shots out of ten. Because this movie was shooting blanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it's infertile. That's yeah. what she means. Uh, I uh, agree with everything you just said. I'm also going to give it, uh, I think, the same rating as you for all the reasons I've stated and the reasons you stated. I'm going to give it two... Man, this scene would be really interesting if uh, the soundtrack would just ease up and let me hear the dialogue and maybe the visuals weren't set in a blindly fucking white room for no goddamn reason (laughs) out of five. I hear that. Anyway, thanks for sharing, Patience. Uh, You know, we appreciate you and thank you for sharing. Yep. Uh, And join us next time, everyone, for, uh, you know... Uh, I'm trying to think of like for torture anonymous. Yeah, uh, we're we're visiting the hostile guys. They're it's going to be very you know a very intense session. But until then, uh, we'll see you later. Later. <laughs>